Magic is power. Patrick, I am your legacy newbie. I am returning to the cast this week. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, with me this week, as always, the hanger on, riding my coattails, Mr. Jeremy. What's up, Jerry? Not much coattails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, we have some great guests on this week. Uh, but first, as always, we want to thank Hipsters of the Coast uh, for bringing you guys Leaving a Legacy every week. Uh, Seriously, they are awesome. They have a ton of content on there, legacy content, Commander, all kinds of stuff. So check them out for sure. Um, also, if you want to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Uh, you can support the show for as little as a dollar an episode, and it really helps us a ton. Helps us with uh, travel expenses and getting stuff uh, for the cast as far as new equipment, uh, new rewards for our listeners, all that kind of stuff. So seriously, check it out. The link is in the show notes. Uh, so, Jerry, this week we have uh, one of our listeners – and uh, one of the uh, one of his locals, guy who runs the store in his area, want to introduce uh, Anthony Aguilar and Mike Griffin. What's going on, guys? Hey guys. What's up? How we doing? How we doing? Uh, exhausted. Played some Legacy earlier this week, but you know, having good times. Awesome. Very nice. Well, you've played more Legacy in this this week than I have in the last month. That's for sure. I've I've been a very bad Legacy player. Well, so, uh, you should go stick your head yeah. in the sink. I know. I know. Bad. 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 Uh, so, uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about sort of the area you're from? I know you guys are from Arizona. Tell me a little bit about where you're from. Anthony, tell me a little bit about your background in NTG, man. Uh, well, I got introduced to Magic about two years ago now. Um, I was originally introduced with Commander, unfortunately. Um, it taught me a lot of bad things about how to play Magic and that janky cards will always work as long as you believe hard enough. Which is probably why I enjoy my spicy one-ups so much, to be entirely honest. Spicy one-ups are a way of life here. Yeah, they are. Spicy one-ups are how we do it. Oh, um, I'm going to get Jerry too excited, got... <laughs> Jerry. Calm down, Jerry. I can hear him getting worked up already. Uh, hey, hey, Jerry, I hear you like the card Teferi's response. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm packing a bag already. I need some sunshine. Did we Did we mention, by the way... Sorry, there you go. Two of here. <laughs> did we mention also that uh, you two are live on the scene uh, at the game shop? Uh, right yeah, hustling, yeah, we are, the in hustling fact, yeah. behind you. Yeah, we can watch. Uh, we're looking at Magic players playing Magic right now. Um, some of them might be doing well. Most of them probably aren't, if we're being entirely <laughs> honest with ourselves. Like, I know I'm usually in the second uh, category there of not doing well. Uh, but, yeah, I got introduced to Legacy about a year ago uh, by my best friend, uh, Blade. Shout out to Blade over in California. Early shout outs. Um, well, I actually met Blade in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. He told me about that, yeah. He said uh, he met you guys and hung out. As you probably know by now, Blade is a Goblins player, which is a great way to learn to play Legacy, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I started building Infect and just have gone from there. I've pretty much got the whole thing built one year later. I'm just short one trop now, and I'm working on getting that sucker. Awesome. Sick. Uh, what about you, Mike? Uh, I've actually been playing Magic since, like, 95-ish. Uh, Ice Age is hometown for me. I was buying cards before, but not playing. 
and uh, had the good fortune of picking up some duels real cheap. I uh, I got my playset of Tundras for five apiece <laughs> for, forever ago. So uh, you're just lucky like that. Yeah, I was fortunate in that regard. Um, so about four years ago, I dumped, jumped into Legacy at the height of Miracles ramping up. Uh, saw that I had Tundras, and I'm like, cool. So I am a recovering Miracles addict. Um <laughs> They took uh, away my top, and now well. I've ruined. Yeah, no, I, I do need to try out the Sue thing uh, list that was at uh, Eternal Weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, jumped into Legacy. Basically, haven't missed pre-releases for something like 15 years. Um, even when life's busy, I make sure to make room for magic here and there. Awesome. And uh, so the the shop you're at, what uh, what shop is it? You know, what town are you guys in? We are currently in Chandler, Arizona. The store is Desert Sky Games, and uh, we had a couple locations earlier this year kind of collapse into one large mega store. So this place is massive. We're running basically two or three magic events every night. Um, but the Eternal Crowd was something, uh, when I started up a shop, I really wanted to support and had the blessing of getting those players basically centralized and coming all together. So we play Legacy three times a week. I get to get uh, some vintage in a couple times a month. We do old school, uh, modern four times a week, etc. So uh, we even fired Frontier for a good two or three months. Nice. I, because, I mean, I yeah. feel the Southwest, Arizona, Nevada, that those sorts of areas aren't very well represented um, in, you know, kind of the magic psyche in general, but especially the eternal yeah. formats. It's not really a place you that comes to mind when you think great legacy, vintage, uh, old school. Uh, but is that true? Is there like a secret community underneath? How How indicative would your situation be of the general area? Sure. I would say it's a, a bit more of a secret thing compared to the national scene. Um, a lot of us have not been traveling outside of Arizona until recently. Uh, so the past couple of eternal weekends, we've sent about a dozen or so players out. Um, Vegas is a uh, five, six hour drive from here. So that's, that's, that's something that's been helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's been an interesting thing in that we had a, a pair of brothers start up a legacy series about three or four years ago, uh, four or five years ago. Sorry. And the legacy scene, as a result, kind of germinated because of their promotion of it. And it spun up into something where we can regularly have maybe 60, 70 people show up for a uh, legacy event. Awesome. And how how big of an area is it? You know, are you guys, would you call it city, rural? Uh, You know, what's kind of the general surrounding? I'd say it's at least the entire East Valley, honestly. Yeah, so the Phoenix Metro Valley is a lot like St. Chicago, where you have a suburb that you cross the street and you're in a different city. Um so we've got probably about a little shy of two million in the whole valley here. Okay. Um, it's not like not tumbleweeds breezing though. through. No, no, <laughs> no. It's not tumbleweeds and cactus like I'm sure you're envisioning in your head right now. Uh, <laughs> like just a, just little stores popping up out of the desert. Yeah, just you know? like the yeah. beginning of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where it's just straight desert and then just a. Mo- I'm picturing a game store that's just like uh, the coward. The uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog set, where it's just like yeah, <laughs> a single no. store, and then just exactly barren like wastelands for miles around. It's like this is where I'll. Well, you know, we we you can tie your pony. We do have a guy outside five. asking us to return the slab. We told him no, but he hasn't left yet. <laughs> and then uh, we're a all concerned. the legacy players just show up Mad Max style in a in a dust cloud, draw you know, driving across the mm-hmm. desert. For uh, one of our vintage leagues, we did give away deserts to all the top eight players. Which so, was an uh, excellent choice, <laughs> by the way. I'd like that to be noted. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we, we make everything desert or Phoenix themed when we do like uh, yeah. custom stuff out here. That's not true. <laughs> um, it's pretty true. 
No, we, like, we actually did, uh, we did a legacy luau one summer for a tropical island for the first place. <laughs> and, uh, it went over really well. Oh, man, fun. I like that. More stores should do that. Theme tournaments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for theme duel lands. It's appropriate. <laughs> don't do, don't, don't jump to the Badlands one. That one right. might not go. Yeah, Volk might go real bad. Like, no, don't jump in the lava. <laughs> we could do plateau, though. We could do the floor's lava. That'd be fun. No one wants to play for a plateau. Nobody wants to play for a plateau. Maybe occasionally Goblins players. That's fair. That's about it. Um... Yeah, so on that note, we have Goblins players. I don't know how um, we have well like invested the, the rest of the country is, but we, we, have, have, like the we have like five Goblins players. It's kind yeah, of ridiculous. Let's, let's talk about that. So how would you, you know, how much do you know about the general legacy meta outside of Arizona? And, you know, what would you say is different about the Arizona meta compared to the rest of the country? Uh, we definitely don't see as much of the same combo the rest of the country does. Like, we don't see a lot of sneak and show. Um, we don't see a lot of the weirder ones. We see a lot of Storm, though. Well, even Storm has declined up to the top. Um, yeah. We have a guy, uh, David Tchaikovsky, who plays uh, Doomsday a lot now. Um, without top, it's a lot harder. <laughs> but yeah. He sticks to his guns. Um, and a few of the other Storm players will uh, um, kind of disappear here and there at times. Um, we usually have two or three Storm players. Uh, a fair amount of check pile. We have a huge uptick in lands and elves lately. So I would say disproportionate for our meta compared to the rest of the country. But um, we are very disproportionately fair meta. Th- there was like a, a gold rush on Tabernacles uh, a couple months back, and we had like five or six players pick them up and finish off lands. <laughs> oh, so, so you guys are the reasons why uh, Tabernacles spiked, because all it takes is buying yeah. five Tabernacles yeah. to spike that card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, it takes buying half a Tabernacle, I, let's be entirely <laughs> honest. I was outside of that trying to pick one up, so I'm still on it. I'm still out in the cold long time. Thought you had one. No, I don't have a tab yet. Oh. It's the last you card. You have your Lotus and stuff, but you don't have a tab. I mean, at this point, no. Tabernacle is um, the most desirable card that's legacy legal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'd agree with that. Uh, so, outside of sick tokens, so the, the meta differences. Would you say it's due to something like card availability? Is it just certain strategies are hated out that you notice? Uh, what can you put your finger on it? We've got a couple things going there. Um, as far as card availability, uh, we like I, I list, lived in Austin, Texas for a bit, and vintage is huge there. Availability is no problem. Everyone's got everything. Uh, in Arizona, duels are readily accessible. You trade for them mostly. Uh, they're not sitting in everyone's store case necessarily. Um, but if you wanted to move into a deck with a little bit of time and energy, you could do it. Um, a lot of players have their favorite pet deck and stick to it even if it's good or bad in the current meta. So that's why we... we, Yeah, Anthony plays Infects. Come rain or shine. Sorry, come shine. (laughs) And uh, uh, Goblins players are much the same. We kind of just always see them on the same deck. Uh, They'll tune their board and whatnot. But on the flip side, we have some degenerate brewers who will always come up with something crazy. You don't know when you sit down across from them if they're going to be putting in an Emrakul on turn one or two or if they're going to be playing Angel Stompy. Like... It could be all over the range. So we do have some people who have, like, the big enough collection to play just about anything and start having fun with it instead of just tier one, which is nice. Awesome. So what are – so, Anthony, we know you're on uh, Infect. Mike, what are you uh, playing around with these days? Uh, I think the serious answer is I'm on Esther Stoneblade at the moment. Um I need to to tinker around with the miracles with Sue saying, like I mentioned. Um, 
I've got some joke decks that I pull out when I'm just kind of having fun. I have an infinite life gain cleric deck. Oh, that's the best one, though. <laughs> that that um, infinite life gain deck is the one that I get to stomp on, so it's great. I auto-fold to Anthony on Infect because poison and, and whatnot. Yeah, but, you just uh, gain all works. the life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, go ahead. I'll just steal deal 10. When there's no storm in the meta, it's really sweet because people will put out, you know, the old, and then I'm, I'm at 40 trillion life. Uh, by the way, infinite life. Go over 40 trillion uh, goblins can actually threaten like 20 trillion or something like that. <laughs> How did that happen again? I remember being told this story like um, They can put out like a turn three Krenko, and if you just keep generating tokens over turn after turn after turn for like 40 turns by the time you deck yourself, uh, and then siege gang it all off with a uh, skirt prospector, it can get to some ridiculous damage if you have a sharpshooter in play. So... <laughs> It it does get there, and um, you were also so I made a you were awarded a master's degree in mathematics after playing that. Seriously, match. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, no, I actually have a fun little uh, blue black uh, show and tell stompy list I'm putting together. That's uh, it needs some tuning, but it's a lot of fun. Show and tell um, stompy, I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, it's called Stasis. <laughs> no, 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 that's not is this. Not the Stasis not, one. Oh, no, stasis is this one, one that I haven't heard about yet. Yeah, no, they're, they're oh, two um, I, it, it seems like we have this brewing little uh, prison player group it's that you. keeps trying. No, it's Jake and I and it's yeah, PJ it's, and uh, Jake. We have a bunch of people who uh, we're just trying to figure out interesting ways to make our opponent not play Magic. So. I, for one, am not a fan of not playing Magic, so you should stop. Says the Infect Berserker. Yeah, it says the Infect Berserker. I only kill you on turn two. It's not like turn twelve. So we have a lot of fun in <laughs> Nice. Awesome. So, um, are, are there kind of like big events that you guys look forward to? Is there, you know, win a bunch of dual type tournaments? W- you know, what gets the keeps the legacy scene going? What are people looking forward to? Uh, we have two things going for legacy right now on an ongoing basis. Uh, we have a yearly uh, legacy series that is about to have its masters event. It's it's much like the old SCG Invitational. You crew points through playing locally. Um, stores throughout the whole valley are encouraged to participate, and then there's a masters event at the end. Uh, the uh, legacy league is run on a quarterly basis, such that we. Uh, basically run uh, kind of similar to the old VSL. It's eight weeks within a top eight. Um, and we do that basically every three months or so. Nice. So th- those are big local things that we do. Um, occasionally there'll be a large event where someone just, like the Legacy Luau, for instance, was unattached to anything else. We just thought, hey, this is something fun to do. Um we also have the stuff on the East Coast that we have people flying out to, like Eternal Weekend and like I, I didn't get to go this year, which I'm very sad about. But I went last year, played in the old school events, and uh, scrubbed out pretty bad in Legacy, unfortunately. I mean, at least you've been more times than I have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, what? But yeah, we uh, we're trying to get into the larger scene nationally now. Uh, we've got some people who picked up their power, picked up foils for their Legacy decks, and now we're starting to finally branch out of state and travel to events. Nice. How is it uh, on the West Coast? Are there any events? Like, is there anything in California worth traveling to? Uh, what's, yeah. California is weird. Uh, Channel Fireball is pretty much the only place you can go for any real, like, big legacy events. That's the only place I've ever been that's had big legacy events when I was living in California. Uh, SoCal doesn't have a lot. Like, there's a couple stores that run their own little thing and do their own thing. Um, legacy is not super huge in California. Like, there's a small amount of community, um, but not um, not a lot of big events going. Um, I haven't been there for a year, so they might have changed that. 
but in my experience, generally, there's just not much out there. So pretty much if you go to California, you're going to encounter modern and draft. So it kind of seems like uh, you're, you're kind of in a little valley where all the events you really want to travel to are a plane ride away. Like, is there any, like, big driving destinations, uh, anything like that, or are you just pretty much hitting desert at that point? It's, it's usually GP Vegas or bust. Uh, some people will go up to, like, GP Denver, uh, but that's not specifically a legacy event. Um, and most of the time, if we're going, um, I don't know, San Diego and L.A. are reasonable yeah. drive. Um, but a lot of the players here are going for the GPs, and those tend to be standard or limited. Uh, we got a lot of people planning on flying out to Seattle, though. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, I was we, just going to yeah, say, that's, true. that's, that's, that's true. coming up in April, and I think Jerry and I are both going to attend that GP as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, and you guys was, are gonna have to give me a cupcake because that's my birthday. Portland last year, right? It was the legacy one. What uh, what's the date of of uh, GP Seattle? Uh, uh, April like third through sixth or something. Okay. Something like that. Right before tax filing deadlines. <laughs> oh, oh boy, that's how Jerry, we do it, don't, kids. Don't you bitch out, Jerry. <laughs> don't you dare bitch out on it. <laughs> Jerry, if you're not there, I'm going to be super sad and find a hot dog and be real more sad because I'm eating a hot dog now. Uh, April 5th through the 8th, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. just quit. I'll just quit. Just, it's then, fine. You've the already threatened to do that like Jerry. twice. The, the next week, there's a, there's a GP in Hartford, which is modern, but still. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not driving to Hartford <laughs> to play. There'll be legacy sides. Be it's legacy still side. Hartford. Sorry to any fans who live in Hartford, but I'm guessing you probably agree with me. <laughs> Shots fired. Jerry, just quit your job. Go to all the GPs and make your money that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's the most financially responsible decision in my years as a that's financial one... professional have taught me that. Just literally sell your mattress, yeah, you'll be just fine. Run away from my problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be fine. You don't have any attachments. Get the all day bands of the GPs. Yeah, there you go. Oh boy. Just go infinite. Yep, yep. Just bring a laptop with you everywhere, moto all the time. That's how you make your money. Uh, I think someone worked it out that if you like grind moto and get like a sixty percent win uh, win percentage, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Uh, you you can work out like three dollars an hour, so <laughs> so, so that's, that's better than children in India. So yeah, you're doing good. I mean, I just have to move to just a uh, low cost area. That's that's yeah. Just uh, India. move to, you have to move India. Yeah, move to India. <laughs> Is it even India? It's probably more like Cambodia or some other weird that, country that out there. That chest cock will kill you on 56 That chest cock will kill you on 56 <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Uh, all right, good. I feel, real, I feel real good about this, guys. I'm glad we took the time to plan, to plan uh, I'm, the future. I'm, I'm glad that we all agreed. <laughs> Jerry's I'm ready to turn that. over new stone, start his new <laughs> career right, as we're a gonna, motor rider. Uh, we're going to make some posts on Facebook. Jerry's quitting his job. Let's have a party. better EV if you yeah. yeah. Just program, like, take the time, program a bot to play Sneak and Show for you. It can't be that hard. And just set it like up I on just, Moto. I just multi-box it, so it doesn't even matter. I just enter four cues at the same time and then just do the same yeah, exactly. move every just time. just super multi-cue. Exactly. It'll be fine. Uh, like, what could possibly go wrong from this entire situation? I, I think it's genius. Oh, wait. I got it. Double Ashen Rider. Yeah, double that's, that's double Ashen Rider. Wrong. That is true. Right, Pat? <laughs> Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I, don't. <laughs> I uh, still have that clip saved to my phone. I look at it when I feel sad. <laughs> it was. I actually like wasn't even mad about it. It was. It was just completely <laughs> ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. 
it was it was what I refer to as value. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely not for me. Someone got a lot of value out of it though. Yeah, somebody had a really great day. <laughs> he uh, posted on that post later, didn't he? Saying, "Hey, it's me." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he actually like listens to the cast, so it worked out. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. That, it's it's so funny. Like if. Uh, I mean, Jerry can attest to it, too. We've gone out to events, and, like, it's just amazing how many people will come up to us and be like, oh, we like the cast, we listen to the cast, or whatever, and it's it's pretty great, And it, but it, you just you forget that people listen to it, you know what I mean? Like, you just kind of record it, you put it out there, and I don't know. Oh, I, just... I love your EW story about, hi, I love the podcast, I'm sorry, buy you pivotal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a huge That's how you get people. <laughs> Uh, I, I got to do something that. against Tom Ross like that. It didn't matter because it was on Yeah. yeah. Pith, uh, what do you mean, Pithing Needle? I don't know that that's a card against me. No, no I wasn't Pithing Needle. I was, ah. I was on Miracles. I kept a double sword's hand. Felt pretty good because I knew I stood up against Tom Ross. Then he just crushed you. Yeah, yeah that's what happens. Uh, I, I wish I could play that good. That'd be nice. They don't call him the boss for nothing. <laughs> no, it's that leather jacket. I just need to find a way to steal his jacket, and then I'll just be the best Infect player. That's that's just how I got yeah, the source yeah, of you're his power. Yeah, you saying Tom Ross is like He-Man, and his jacket is you know what he summons his power from? No, I'm saying he's more like a, a lich, and that's his phylactery. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. Checks out. It's 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 more important for that makes more flavor and Infect to be a phylactery with a lich. All right. You can tell me if I'm saying that word wrong. <laughs> we'll allow it. I probably we'll allow am. It. Yeah, I'll allow it. L2? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> He's allowing it. It's good. So, <laughs> it's close enough description of the card. <laughs> so speaking of ridiculousness, uh, we've been getting some spoilers come out. Oh, oh yeah. What, what, are we, what is this? It's unstable. I forgot. It's I keep, I keep can't like, get it straight. Doesn't matter. It's an unset. I'm, I don't care what the spoilers are. I've been looking at all of them. They're great, but I'm just going to play it. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> crow Storm? Storm? Crow Storm? Is it Crow Storm? Crow Storm. Yeah. It makes Storm Crows. Oh, baby. Did you oh, see that God. token? Yes, there's tokens. I need about 100 of them. Um, I'm going to need foil Crow Storms. I love um, the art on the token because it's a callback to <laughs> Bolt the Bird because it's <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely it's great so good can I also say it's... like the the borderless lands are just sick they're so sick yeah. yeah no they're gonna be amazing I hope to get at least one foil forest so I can try it out and infect see how it feels yeah we're we're gonna be drafting a ton of them unstable yeah. for sure yeah it's gonna be awesome I'm I'm very excited for this set I I remember like. One of the last magic sets that I really like bought packs of as a kid was um, Unglued, and yep. I, I just had a bunch of that stuff when I picked up my stuff uh, a few years ago, and it was so cool to thumb through these old like just wacky cards. Um, I love. I can't imagine two had a giant with it, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> it's gonna be a nightmare. What I love is these are the spoilers that I like sharing with my nerdy friends who don't actually play magic. Because I feel it's a great way for people who are just casually, like, they know what magic is, but they don't really ever play magic. And these cards, I feel, are just perfect to just really get them interested in magic as a game. Um, Like, they fucking loved Hangman. Hangman was their favorite. (laughs) Hangman was Uh, good. Which is, like, one black for a 1-1 when it comes into play. You secretly uh, note a word with six to eight letters. And then you can play one, and a player, target player takes a guess. If they guess wrong, you get a plus one, plus one counter on it. Uh, that's just so perfect. Yeah. 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 
And then you uh, sack it if they get like the whole word, if they guess like the whole word or something. Is that how it works? Uh, no, it just stays. No, I thought it sacked itself. Yeah, no, when a player uh, guesses the noted word or all of its letters, sacrifice hangman. Oh, yep, that's that last. I, yeah, because you're literally I playing I chose hangman. not to read that last word. <laughs> you, dude, that's, you can't choose to not if read there's words any, on cards. That's not if there's that any works. set where that's allowed, it's this one. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Spike Tournament Grinder one? Yes, oh, that so one's sick. great. I can't wait to play that in uh, cubes oh, yeah. because it's going to be a great time. It's going to be an ancestral recall every time. <laughs> Have you seen this one, Jerry? Yeah. Well, I love that they completed the series. So in Unglued, they had Timmy Power Gamer. In Unhinged, they had Johnny Combo Player. And now they have Spike. Mm-hmm. So Spike Tournament Grinder, yeah. There's a lot of great flavor actually going on in all three of those cards, though. Like, they mirror each other really well. And on top of that, like, even just the mana costs on Spike is super in yes. flavor. The Phyrexian mana. Them, like, and it's just... Yeah, the two double Phyrexian black pay four Phyrexian black to activate the ability. That's like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. That's how we do this. Uh, It's the price of Shaharazad. It's literally like just Shaharazad, your opponent. They'll be even with you after you pay all that Phyrexian black. (laughs) There's just some like, you know, the other thing I like about the set too is like, um, in the previous unsets, there was a lot of kind of like sophomoric. You know, like those, like the all the ass cards, just like cards that were a little bit, yeah. a little bit too. I don't know, just not very funny to me. Like they were just a little unsophisticated, and some of these cards are really like you don't see that kind of humor in these anymore. It's a little bit more. I don't want to call it highbrow because there's still plenty of squirrels here, but uh, it's just a little bit more of an upgrade in the humor. I think. Hey, those those squirrels can climb pretty high. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, Earl, the Earl of Squirrels, like slaying uh, mantis. That is, like, oh, are great. I, I slaying love mantis is slaying my favorite. Mantis. It's oh, so man. good. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna have to practice throwing cards to get ready well, for I also, this. I uh, love just a second, which is a uh, like a callback to split second because not because right. yeah, uh, someone pointed no, it's out great. Um, if you can't move cards on the battlefield, it technically gives it uh, uncounterable because if you're like playing counter spells from your hands, they're going you know you're putting them on the table. True, true. Uh, except for force of will, right? You still got force of will. Yeah, no, it can it can get force wield. Like you just can't tap things, which right. is interesting. Right. Which means technically you can daze it. Yep. So you can daze uh, it. Well, well no, that, that no, because you're taking don't you you're taking an island off the battlefields. Oh yeah, you're right. You're so moving it's it. Basically, force. We're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I guess it's like force mind will break or trap. Mind break trap can also get it. <laughs> Uh, and, like, really if somebody's getting it's their never gonna come freaking up. slaying mantras mind blake traps, they deserve yeah. it. <laughs> like, what, what game are you Must ever going to... I'm going to force like, a hey, look, slaying man, mantis. I'm going to try and resolve my super storm with my slaying mantis, and then I'm going to follow it up with crow storm. And then you're going to feel dumb because you wasted the mind break trap on the gosh dang slaying mantis. Oh, man. It's, I, yeah, I love that flavor. That's so cool. The other thing I noticed was that sort of Dungeons and Dragons I is being did. printed in Mythic in the yeah. set. So, which is I'm sweet. curious if the other Hascom promos will be printed in the set as well. I, I would have to imagine Nerf War. It was what Dungeon Master? Was the no, Dungeon Master was the Wizards of the Coast uh, unique internal promo. All oh, right, right. Yeah. No. So I'd have to imagine if they so do the any of the other ones, it'd probably be Nerf yeah, War. I don't think. Um, they would... I'd have to imagine Grimlock doesn't really because yeah, there's no dinosaur theme. Maybe maybe yeah. just the sword gets printed. I'm not sure. 
Which is fine. Like, oh, that yeah. card's sweet, and it's been the... Besides Grimlock, it's been the most high demand of the three. Like, it's pretty neck and neck with Grimlock yeah, I think still. Yeah, Nerf War isn't very popular because no one actually has just casual Nerf guns hanging around. Well, you do if you have kids. I have <laughs> All right. I'm coming from a different perspective. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you two are talking about. I always have a Nerf gun somewhere around me because Nerf guns are can, sweet. Can anyone explain to me what this whole contraption mechanic thing is? Like, oh, okay. I so I, I actually looked at this. So uh, Griffin is the judge. So at some point he'll explain it to all of us. He's, he's refused. This is Jake's problem. He just problem. says no. So basically how it works is you have a contraption deck that is separate from your draft deck, right? I think it goes either in the command zone or its own zone. Then what you do is whenever you would assemble a contraption, you take it out of the contraption deck and put it under one of the reference cards that has the cogs on it, right? Have you all uh, seen those cog cards? And then, yeah, with the sprockets. Like, it's got the sprockets on it, and then you have a little token that represents where the sprocket's at. Uh, So what you do is, each turn, you get to move it one forward or one back on the sprockets. Okay. And then contraptions go under each of the three rows. And so when a sprocket, when a sprocket is, uh, yeah, I know, right? When a sprocket is, has a counter on it, then you can activate any number of contraptions in that row. Oh, okay. And I think it's like an upkeep effect. Huh. I don't know. I'm just going to play squirrels. And yeah. I'm gonna but and like, the, great. <laughs> so the way it works is like you can either have like a bunch of like really good effects on each of your turns, or you can just have one super busted turn every three turns. I hmm. don't fully understand that. <laughs> and I That's don't fine. know I don't if it's we're worth to. taking the time to understand. But we'll see. <laughs> It's not. And then they're like, oh, for Constructed, you can have a 15-card contraption deck, but it has to be 15 unique contraptions. It's like, when are we ever going to do that? (laughs) It's just Commander, I guess? I don't know, man. This is uh, interesting. I like how all the the, uh, contraptions are... So, like, they're each in, what, like, sections of nine? So there's, like, the Crossbreed Lab contraptions, the Mm -hmm. Goblin Explosion Ears contraptions, the League of... Dastardly Doom contraptions, the Agents of Sneak contraptions. Oh, I like that one. And, and the Order of Oh, but of the like the, uh, the whole like back art on all of them right. too. Right, they're all the same piece of art, which is super cool. Which is super sweet. Like I'm going to need to find a way to collect foil sets of all of them because that back art is just actually mm-hmm. the sweetest. It'll look really neat in like, a, uh, in like a binder, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it'll look great in a binder. I think that's what they like designed it in mind with. Oh, like, yeah, it's it kind of like a callback to Big Furry Monster, which is sweet. Yeah, oh, it yeah. makes sense with the with nine pieces. It fits perfectly in a nine row binder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, now I care that about them. Really... I care about them now. <laughs> you care this, about? Them I mean, now? this okay, does look good. sweet. I don't understand how the game mechanic works, but we'll 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 figure it's it out. Really confusing. Like I tried reading the article that Wizards put out like twice because I just. I have to wonder like if it's going to clear up after they put more cards, or if it's just always going to be convoluted. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to always be convoluted. At least it's, at least it's <laughs> sweet art. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the new meme of it. We're like we're moving on from Steam Flogger Boss onto nobody understands how contraptions actually work now. <laughs> it's all right. We assembled them, but we don't. Isn't know. Isn't that a reference to the rigor? Like, wasn't rigor a thing? Steam Flogger Boss. Yeah, yeah, no. Steamflogger Boss was a card in uh, Future Sight that referred to contraptions. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's in yeah. the set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a sweet reprint, and it's like nobody ever. And like the meme, because I remember when I first started playing Magic, this was one of the first stories I was told. Does that make this the first real card you Yeah, yeah. Because stands alone came out, right? 
Well, Chief Stance alone was... Yeah, it was renamed. But they, yeah. yeah, no, basically that card became... Like, that's the thing about the unsets, which is always super sweet when you look at them, is a lot of the cards in the unsets become real oh, cards. Yeah. Like, the Chief Stance alone is a great example, because that became Baron Glory, is the card? Yeah. It's like you win you win the game when this card is on the battlefield by itself. It's it's funny looking back at the unsets because I remember opening the uh, uh, unhinged packs and I'm like, oh, these cards are ridiculous. And now look at them like these would make perfectly reasonable cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like gerrymandering. Gerrymandering should be made legal. Gerrymandering should be a real card. Uh, let's let's be 100% honest, and we'll feature you on the art. It'll be like those old Pro Tour arts, like the Sylvan Safekeeper in my yeah, sideboard. They should definitely keep bring those it's back. Basically, the think. selfie angle too, right? Yeah, it's the selfie angle. <laughs> well, no, that's that that's uh, selfie preservation, which is a great card. Yeah, that's awesome too. <laughs> if, if there's a tree in it, uh, I like uh, Wall of Fortune, the Wheel of Fortune reference. Yeah. Well, yeah, where it's like you can re-roll dice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Wall of Fortune you seems can tap sweet. You can untapped wall you control to have any player re-roll a, uh, re-roll a die that player rolled. That reminds me because back in the day, I used to have a crack cl- uh, Cracks Thumb deck that was a coin flipping deck. Mm-hmm. That card would be <laughs> sick in it. <laughs> Play with like, yeah. fate, uh, like F- Final Fortune or Fate's Fortune. Uh, where it's uh, oh chance encounter that's the card where if you win t- if you yeah. win ten coin flips you win the game. <laughs> yeah, that'd be how you do it. Uh, my actual favorite is the do it yourself Serapath. The uh, six mana four four with flying that increases oh, its yeah. own stats by copying artifacts. That card's freaking that, sweet. That's a card I look at. And I'm like, I would not be surprised to see this printed in a standard legal set like five years from now. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's the thing, is, like, we're going to see these cards again. They're just going to have completely different names and serious right. art. Yeah. So, Quote-unquote so yeah, serious. Four white, white for a 4-4 four, four flying. That right there is totally uh, reasonable. Cyborg Angel. Cyborgs yeah. are a thing. Awesome. <laughs> and yep. Which is whenever do-it-yourself Seraph attacks, uh, you may search your library for an artifact card, exile it, then shuffle your library. Uh, do-it-yourself Seraph has the text box of each card exiled with do-it-yourself Seraph in addition to its own. Like, I totally see that being printed in Commander one day. Yeah, no, the really funny thing will be to put give it equipment and then equip it to other things <laughs> and then attack with both things. Because that works, Can, I think. Does that work? Can like you if, equip it and then attack with it as well? Uh, <laughs> judge? Judge? <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> Ask him. We can, we can oh, pull man. up Rules Lawyer, have him read that one to yeah, us. Judges too. must love this set. <laughs> Uh, Mike, Mike, can you explain Rules Lawyer to us? Rules Lawyer is... I don't think anyone understands Rules Lawyer fully until we start seeing it all happen. Um, State-based effects don't apply to you or your things. Um, Things aren't going to die from damage. You don't die from infect. You don't die from being a zero or less life. You don't die from... No, that stops infect. Don't do that. No, no. Yeah, it stops infect. Shoot. Um... It's going to be an interesting one because you'll have your opponent cast some removal and just be like, okay, cool, that's fine. Um, Doomblade doesn't kill things because... Or no, I guess Doomblade would would actually destroy, right? Yeah, because that's not a state-based action. Yeah, sure. Um, Counters, uh, you're not going to lose... Because it's damage. Lightning Bolt wouldn't because it's damaged. It basically gives, like, super protection? I would call it. It's like... Plus one, minus one counters would not cancel each other out. Which is 
Yeah, actually, they would be relevant. That's they could be relevant. Don't want to conjure the scenario where it would be, but uh, let's not think about that. We yeah. might get headaches. Um, like I'm sure there's other things that uh, I won't think about until they happen in some old school or vintage event. But um, yeah, it's I don't know the card's uh, sweet. What I like is <laughs> that it's the artist. Yeah, well, well, it's also the promo. There's a promo version too. What I haven't seen um, that. It's the judge. Uh, promo. Also, yeah, the judge promo. There's also an. Uh, what I also like is that uh, it basically gives oh, you Hall of Mirrors where yeah. legendary creatures don't count as legendary. So you. Can... <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. the really yeah. sick part. Actually. Oh yeah, Le- like legend of Planeswalker. <laughs> <laughs> May he forever let us draw seven. <laughs> no, the sickest thing I saw you was make a clone of rules lawyer, and then they'll both never die. Oh right. Because <laughs> it. <laughs> Because it says other than itself, so if you get a clone of the rules lawyer down, or just a second rules lawyer, I mean, but yeah, Wrath of God should work. Like we don't not let that work. <laughs> that's bad. Uh, it's gonna. That's how. Uh, that's how Stormcrows take over the game. So actually, Toxic Village would not work. Uh, no, it would not because that is a state based action. Toughness, die a state based. Yeah, so. minus one, minus one sweepers yeah. don't work. Uh, damage based yeah. sweepers. Interesting. So yeah, it's basically uh, white and black are the only things that can really remove it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, just swords that sucker, yeah, I guess. swords or Doomblade. Those are your options. Diabolic. It dies to Doomblade, so that's what we know. Um, yeah, so that card's going to be fun. I am not looking forward to the judge calls on it. Um, or I am, because I get to make Jake answer them. So I mean, fun. you just get to watch him do it. I mentioned him a couple times. Jake's a, a new L1 to the area, so... Uh, All of the sealed and two at a giant events. Yeah, if care. you're ever out here, ask him over to read some flavor text for you. Sorry, you so I also like uh, summon the pack, which is seven and a black for a sorcery. <laughs> Open a sealed magic booster pack, reveal the cards, and put all creature cards revealed this way into the battlefield under control. Uh, there's zombies in addition to their other types. Uh, and someone has already set the uh, bucket list. The achievement of this set is to cast summon the pack open a package of legions because legions is the all creatures set. so you put the entire booster yeah. pack in the play and heavier rare be fades the untouchable so you lose the game immediately <laughs> yeah that is the I'm achievement in. unlocked Let's do that. set amazing uh, I'm going to have to buy... So how much are Legion's? I don't think they're very much, seeing as how it's a set of all creatures from 10 years <laughs> ago that have all been severely so let's, outdated uh, let's uh... <laughs> Let's ask our friendly friend TCG player how much uh, legions packs are. Pre- predates having mythics in the pack. So oh boy! Easier, I or I guess that would make it harder. Can we get a price check? <laughs> yeah, we're working on that. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to go for the dramatic effect and just you know. It's just to make up some BS price. Is one that, million is that what I'm dollars. To do? It costs exactly one million pesos. <laughs> Because, you know, it's Arizona. We have to use pesos out here. I still have a pack of Dark Flow. You still have a pack? Yeah, we should use that pack. There might be a Blood Moon in there. Uh, No, so I had uh, two packs of Legends and three packs of Dark. Opened up the two Legends, hoping for all of the goodness and uh, missed. Uh, opened up the first pack of Dark and hit Blood Moon. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm good here. We'll stop. How much were those packs of Legends, though? Um, they were a gift to me, actually. So I, uh, 
I have no idea. Because people actually like you. That's, yeah. that's what I'm going to get. I want to get gifts of Legends packs. That'd be great. I need another Sylvan library. I, ironically, it was like right as I was getting into Legacy, and I was hoping for Mana Drain, not quite Tabernacle, which is now what I'm hunting. Um, and there's Caracas and you know a bunch of other good stuff, Chains, Abyss, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I had like a Pendlehaven or whatnot. So... I can get a booster pack of legions right now for $6.99. Well, we better go clean out our bank accounts, <laughs> yeah. boys. Uh, MTG finance tip of the day. Hashtag MTG finance. Uh, stock <laughs> stock up on legions packs stock because uh, some in the pack is going to be a huge splash. <laughs> yeah. Murder your bank account, but go down an internet infamy with a video of that. Yeah, no, you have to clip that. Good. Uh, you tape every time you play the card. Yeah, I mean, I was a huge fan of Booster Tutor back in the day. Booster Tutor is a great card, actually. Like, have you ever used that in a cube? I have not. Um, I cracked a pack of Ravnica first with it, and did not hit it a fetch or a Shockland. So, uh, what uh, me and uh, Blade, who I mentioned earlier, would do out in California when we were playing his cube, one of the best I've ever played, um, is whenever we would resolve Booster Tutor, he would keep a special Booster Tutor booster separate from the rest of the boosters that he'd set up from the cube. So, sometimes you got some pretty good stuff out of that. Like, I think the best thing I did was find, I think it was like a clutch removal spell to deal with his gosh darn Nico Bolas that was about to kill me. I don't think he counts if you're not cracking open a pack. I did, you know say. what? I didn't want to spend money on the pack, so I cracked open a friendly pack. Yeah. Keep falling empires on hand, just in case. Keep falling empires on hand. You're right. Always have it. Nice. Just <laughs> keep it in your wallet. <laughs> just keep a pack of fallen empires in your That's wallet. It'll be times. fine. You're gonna have to have a pretty yeah at all times. Pretty big wallet. I mean, some people have big wallets. You don't know. Yeah, that's not that bad. Uh, anything else you guys want to do, uh, go over tonight? Uh, I mean, we could talk a little bit about, like, uh, we have a lot of vintage out here as well, which is pretty sweet. And then we're just starting to see, like, the old school scene start to grow. Um, as far as I'm aware, it'd been pretty decent. Um, I'm finally getting into it. Um, and the format's just been sweet from what I've experienced so far. I'd actually recommend it to a lot of Legacy players. Um, it's not exactly the same as Legacy, but you'll find you have a lot of the cards anyways, and it's just great magic, where you get to sit and you get to fork your channel Fireball. I, uh, I got to Mana Drain, a lethal Fireball, and then Fireball and back on the next turn. It felt like catching a grenade and throwing it back. That's it how you do that. It was you can do saucy. that in the new Iconic Masters coming out, so... Which yes. I'm gonna try that's to do. True. That's I think that's mm. the real goal. Not get channel fireball. It's mana drain their fireball, then fireball them back. Yeah, that's the achievement unlocked for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So, is there a lot of uh, vintage players? Like, how often would you say you get to play vintage out there? Uh, minimum once a month. We uh, Griffin here fires F and M vintage at the first of every month, um, and it usually fires. I have very rarely seen it not fire. Uh, we also have a vintage series that's basically a quarterly event, or actually every other month, and then um, uh, three three vintage leagues a, a year, which are the eight weeks plus top eight. Um, so there's a fair amount of vintage happening at the tables in, in any given store, even if it's not for like an F&M, for instance, uh, which is really cool. Like we, 
we got to have a room full of people with lotuses out on the table. So that, that was really nice. Um, it, it did dawn on me that I'm kind of turning into that old guy at the back of the game shop playing power and magic at the, as we literally sit and, at the back of the and game yeah, shop. It yeah, it is phenomenal. Um, so that kind of prophecy came true. Um, you just got to set up your dungeon. But no, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't ask him about his dungeons and his cages. I swear to goodness, that's a conversation at least once a month about cages that's, and that's, a, that's an unglued card, right? Under the dungeon, uh, yeah. play under the table. No, that's like a, yeah. That's it, like every yeah. every mother's um, worst nightmare. It's like, oh, I'm gonna just drop my small son off at this you know nerd shop with a bunch of what? older oh, I spent three older grand. people just hanging out. <laughs> don't go in the basement. Um. <laughs> I mean, we still have a hobo shower, so that works out. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I can't top that part. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's hard to top the hobo shower. Uh, Um, Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. We we do like a twenty card proxy for the uh, league in the series, so that uh, it turns out most legacy players and even a fair amount of modern players have the fetches already. And not all decks play all nine power, so you get some leeway there. And then if you're if you have a play set of forces, you can pretty much play all the blue decks just with twenty yeah. proxies. So it works out pretty well. Um, and it's just kind of fun to mix up the pace of, of playing four brainstorms versus playing one brainstorm and recall and treasure cruise and dig through time. And I like treasure cruise. That's a good card. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Delph cards are perfectly fair and balanced. Uh, I mean, I. I... Wrong, wrong words, but yeah. I often find myself <laughs> saying in tournaments, man, I wish this brainstorm was an ancestral recall. This card would be oh, so yeah, much right? better. I sometimes, mean, sometimes close, honestly, yeah. sometimes I'd rather have the brainstorm than the recall, though. Because at least with the brainstorm, I'm like, hey, look at these junky cards that ended up in my hand because I suck at drawing. Bye. <laughs> you like to hide. Like, you like honestly. to hide your shame. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like I'm not bad at drawing. I'm good at it. Oh, I yeah. Ab- absolutely. I didn't keep a bad hand. Absolutely love the brainstorm. Ooh, that's that's a good one. Even versus him to Fun, fun little mini game. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, tell me about this the stasis deck. Oh, okay. All right, I've got this in front of me. No. It's, All right, uh, do you, wait, hang on. Before he starts, do you have uh, your card ordering stuff in front of you? Because you're going to order at least three cards. <laughs> going to bet you money No, right I've now. told myself to be good to stop. I'm putting a mor- moratorium. No, I'm gonna, not buying any cards when we record because my bank account hates it every time we have recording night. <laughs> no, no, it'll be fine. So, so the stasis it, it leads to you quitting rat. purely quitting conceptual at this point. I've put it together. Basically, I beat Anthony and no one else. It sucks. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of this weird thing going on with, uh, I'm playing Propaganda as well as Stasis, and the Abyss, so I'm just really attacking everyone's ability to keep attacking me. Um, but Abyss works really well with Belfal Strix, because it doesn't need it, gives you good blocker. Uh, we have Academy Rector to find out some of those weird hard pieces. And it's because the Abyss um, does not destroy artifact creatures. It does not destroy nice. artifact creatures, so I continue to sit there with my Belfal Strix. It's nice um, around there, actually. Yeah, and uh, you put a Propaganda down, a Stasis down, and have a Jace the Mind Sculptor, and you don't actually have to go that far before you can uh, Jace all people. So. Nice. Okay, so... You're kind of like a blue-black uh, prison list using stasis and propaganda to just kind of bring people to a halt. 
There is green in there too. I forgot to mention. Um, yeah, I have this is like a five color <laughs> list. I'm surprised white hasn't it's, made it into there. For no, swords. it's got rector for white. Yeah, that's um, true. No, I've got the the root maze. You know, it's, because it's red that you're missing. good old classic root maze. Uh, there's birds of paradise. There's two of those just to kind of help with the uh, colors. But I threw an install energy in for the throwback. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this is a little fun. Um, the instill energy on the birds gives you the mana for stasis every turn, which means you basically get to play unimpeded, so. Or less impeded, I guess. Than your opponent, at the very minimum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you run an enlightened tutor or two, because, you know, you want to find you know, the specific tutor. You're already running Rector anyways, why not run enlightened tutor while you're at You run both, yeah. <laughs> um, no, the stasis one is... It's more of a joke because I wanted to play Academy Rector in Stasis, and uh, I think Raul Zarek would be the better route to go uh, if you were to try to seriously do it. Yeah, I mean, the um, blue-red Stasis deck is, is competitive, but it also requires three Tabernacles, yep. so that is the people's realm. <laughs> Which is why it doesn't yeah. ever actually show up, unfortunately. Uh, I do like I do like uh, Propaganda as kind of like a budget Tabernacle, though. I, I fell in love with uh, propaganda in the Vintage League, actually. We were running rampant with uh, Eldrazi and uh, Mentor and all sorts of things like that. And I started finding that if you just throw down Abyss and a Tabernacle and Propaganda, it becomes almost impossible for people to keep up. Um, and Crucible, because why not start strip-locking people? And uh, it has started just putting like Propaganda in every blue deck I'm playing in Legacy <laughs> right now. <laughs> like I, It turned into my pet card overnight, almost. I'm waiting for it to show up in some random I run on the sideboard of Sneak and Show sometimes because against just like those swarm decks, like it, it adds up. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it lets you play a much longer game against elves. They can't just pop off a, a turn three hoof kill. Uh, yeah, they have to go for the progenitors one at that point. And uh, even against something like Infect, it's like, okay, you can either attack with your creatures or pump them. You can't do both. Yeah. Well, that's why my pump spells are free. Thank you very much. <laughs> Not all of them. Not all. <laughs> I don't the pay in, mana for that. The, oh, yeah. no, only the like important like against you. You have to animate. You have to animate a Wait, nexus of energy too. You have to pay four mana to attack with Zerk's no, not a pump spell. Vines of uh, Vasswood giving it hexproof is that's the <laughs> oh, biggest, yeah. that's the biggest uh, problem card out of Infect is just knowing that they can uh, 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 hexproof at any moment. Well, trade secret. We only, on average, run two copies. Yeah, but you always have them. You always They're have always them. in your hands. <laughs> well, we run four brainstorms. So. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that card's great. I love going like vines your creature in a in response to equips. It's always great. <laughs> nice, uh, but yeah, I mean, just with propaganda, just like like uh, like say, just. Uh, you know, having to activate Ink Moth and pay to attack with Ink Moth turns off things like uh, yep. Uh, uh, what's the lands that makes like a gives a one one plus one plus two? Uh, Pendlehaven. Pendlehaven gets a lot harder. Yep. So yeah. I mean, I can kill you with just triple invigorate Dryad Arbor Berserk. <laughs> That'll that, work too. That also works. So, so also good. Also good against Anthony's Crucible and Wasteland. Don't don't tell people how to kill me, Griff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Crucible, Wasteland, Propaganda, that's been kind of the foundation of my Blue Stompy decks lately. Yeah, because you always play test so with me. So what's your win condition other than just your opponents, you know, giving up on life? I like that win condition oh, quite a bit, okay. actually. <laughs> Solo win condition, awesome. <laughs> um, sometimes we've got Jace Mind Sculptor. Um, uh, let's see, we're we talking about the Stasis list or other ones. Uh, Jace Mind Sculptor ult is pretty good. 
Um, if I really want to punish someone, I discard Emrakul to hand size and tell them I'm going to mill them. Um, which works. Stuff like that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I actually do that in the infinite life deck if I uh, run out of, uh, I guess, creatures on board to attack with. Um, I, I am playing a Trophy Mage prison deck right now for the Blue Stompy. That also has show and tell Emrakul or Grizzlebrand. I, in there. I like that one a lot better, actually, because yeah. it just uh, it drops either a show and tell on turn two, or it drops like a Crucible or any other crazy lock piece that you want to drop. This deck's been an interesting brew. I don't have a sideboard together, so I'm not ready to take it to prime time. But um, uh, it's got the Ancient Tomb City of Traders uh, Lotus Petals, so I can go turn one uh, lock piece. I've got uh, Transfers, Ensnaring Bridge, uh, Tangle Wire to slow it down. Uh, Crucible, tire, as yeah. I like to call it. <laughs> Crucible to start waste locking. Um, show and tell. Uh, I get to run Force of Will and Trophy Mage, and it's it's been kind of fun. Um, lock them out or drop fatty on them and just kind of play. Sweet. Oh, by the way, Pat, did you play any Legacy uh, this week? Man, I have not played Legacy. You're in terrible. Life. <clears throat> You're a terrible person. I know it's been, it's been it's been tough, man. I just haven't had. Time to sit down. Like we recorded late last week, which kind of messed up my schedule, and I've just been been lazy, man. Awful. Hey, Pat, there's a sink in your house, right? There is. Go stick your head in it. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Pat. I didn't. I didn't play Legacy this week either. But I. Oh, Jerry. I did. I did. I did play Standard. I played Standard, guys. Uh, not this Standard. What? Not this Standard, though. I did. That's, oh, the flashback? I did. Yeah, I saw I saw you getting trolled on the Facebook for that one. <laughs> so I did the flashback Standard, and I'm glad I did it because it reminded me why I hate Standard. <laughs> it was the, I mean, at least that was a good Standard. Yeah, it was the Kons of Tarkir plus uh, the Ravnica uh, before it Standard. And I got assigned. Uh, yeah, see. I got assigned Esper Dragons, which I'm like, okay, cool. This I, I like this play style. That, yeah, it's a fun deck. However, I then proceeded to get paired against Esper Dragons, Mono Red Aggro, Esper Dragons. <laughs> like, so you lost because you're bad. At so I'm like, this is, why, this is why I hate Standard, is because everything feels the freaking the same. Uh, no, I, I went 2-1 uh, in the league. Uh, I beat Mono Red, and then the two Esper Mirrors literally just came down to, like, who drew more dragons. That's all it kind of felt like. So I was reminded why I don't play standard. It just did not feel like there was enough. <laughs> I mean, play. that feels like Death Rite Mirrors at that point. Yeah. <laughs> who drew more Death Rite? Who drew more Death Rite? Um, and then other than that, I actually went to a Rhode Island Comic Con this weekend. Oh yeah, you did. How was that? Uh, it was okay. Um, it was it was yeah. actually in the same venue that Hascon was in. Um, mm-hmm. I think I might have actually liked Hascon better. Yeah, I mean Hascon was a pretty good. Um, time. It just felt like I paid money to buy a ticket to then go into a store because that's basically what yeah. Comic Con is. It's just a giant bazaar, which is you know really cool. There's all these awesome shops. I ended up getting. I bought this like hand-painted uh, map of Middle-earth on uh, on leather. So just like a super mm-hmm. nice map that I'm going to get framed and hang up. But it's like you basically walk around uh, various shops. Like it's just like a bazaar of different shops all selling like art and craft goods. Um, there wasn't really very many comics. I only saw TJ Collectibles were there, and they were like oh, the yeah. only magic-related things that I saw other than like this one – like hobby shop that ha- that was like trying to push an old box of Theros. 
like, so it wasn't very much uh, magic there, but it, it was cool. I don't know if I'd go again just because I literally felt like I bought a ticket to go buy, spend more money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I did get to see Justin Roiland's panel, the uh, Rick and Morty creator, so that was cool. That sounds pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. Oh, plus I waved at Lou Ferrigno. He did not wave back. Oh, Lou Ferrigno's like the <laughs> nicest guy. He probably didn't see me. He probably didn't see me. <laughs> I met him when I was in Vegas uh, back uh, years ago, right before I went to college, actually. I met Lou Ferrigno. He was a super nice guy. Yeah? Did he smash anything? Yeah. He did not, sadly. I wanted him to like just like... I mean, I... <laughs> I imagine a lot of people want to see him smash stuff, but uh, <laughs> for those who for those cool. who aren't in the know, Lou Ferrigno has played Hulk since the seventies. <laughs> he also played himself in uh, in that what was that movie? I love you, man. Yes, the Paul Rudd movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Comic Con oh, was cool. I, I mean, I might go back. I might not. It, uh, but yeah. I feel like the only reason to go to Comic-Con is if you're in cosplay. Yeah, oh, that is true. There were so many awesome cosplayers around, like, just the like, coolest I, I costumes. I, I think when I go to the GP in April, I'm going to go dressed as Joven. <laughs> cosplay Pat! <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what I want to do, actually. I had to talk to someone about making a costume. Uh, I need some leather bracers. Leather bracers. That sounds uncomfortable and hot. <laughs> Having worn leather bracers, I will confirm that they are uncomfortable and hot. <laughs> did yeah. a LARP a few years back. Turns out it wasn't as much fun as I thought. I mean, it was a great time, but it was really freaking hot. Well, yeah, I imagine LARPing in the middle of the desert is pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. No, this is when I was still living in California, but yeah, it was still the middle of the desert, unfortunately. Because, you know, California's actually a desert, turns out. Oh, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, so maybe I'll cosplay. That'll make my experience better next year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you could just do your uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, my friends are actually telling me to do that. I'm like, no, I'm not. Because first of all, it's the middle of November in Rhode Island, and I'm like, I'm not going to be walking around Providence wearing like wearing a cabana suit in November. <laughs> yeah, but it's still kind of cool though. <laughs> You'll be oh, no, was, you're inside most of the time. Uh, I was talking about Jeff Goldblum's character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put a fake chest on you. It's going to be great. You know. <laughs> You talk about science. Uh, maybe I can. Girls maybe I can get Rich Shea to uh, cosplay Jeff Goldblum's character and come with me. Oh, Ooh. Rich Shea would make a great. Yeah, character. he would make. He a, would, he make would make such a good Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. We can reenact the scene where they they uh, argue about the meaning of life in the uh, conference room. <laughs> I I can't think of a better uh, Ian Malcolm than Rich Shea. That's yeah, neither yeah. can I. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up to him at the uh, the 1K uh, in a couple weeks. Oh yeah, we got a 1K to get ready for. Yeah, I th- I'm trying to look at my. <clears throat> uh, the only way I plan my magic events now is using Facebook, like the Facebook events mm-hmm. tab. Same uh, same here. I think the next the next ev- yeah, I think the next event I'm going to is going to be the the mm, the 1K game at Etsy. I probably won't oh, make, the- but I should be able to make the the I I took the December 9th off to go to Scholars. For that, nice. So. Yeah, so we got December second at Gaming Etc. as uh, a one k, and then December 9th mm-hmm. at Scholars. Is that their monthly or quarterly legacy? That's their monthly legacy. Nice. Yeah, I'll probably go to that as yeah. well. Um, yeah. What about you guys? You guys got any uh, kind of medium sized events coming up that you're getting ready for? 
I've got a large one. I got an invitation to the Master Series that Griffin told you guys about earlier, actually. Oh, nice. sweet. I'm in that top 16. Got to figure out my sideboard and hopefully not scrub out in the first round and feel like an idiot. <laughs> Are you going to be on Infect? I will neither confirm nor deny those rumors. Uh, oh, as fair enough. Quite fair a few enough. of our, quite a lot of our community actually listens to you guys. <laughs> okay. I've seen you play that a couple uh, times. To fair Anthony's enough, friends, enough. I highly recommend Sudden Shock. Pack lots of Sudden Shock. Oh, ah, don't don't do that. Don't <laughs> don't don't play Sudden Shock. Don't play Serenity. Don't play What's Her Face, the legendary from New Phyrexia. She's like one in a green. You can't have poison. Oh, <laughs> That's Malira. A, if Malira, someone plays just, a Malira against me, I'm like, man, you are really dedicated you against. Just, no, there's this, uh, I can't remember his name. There's this guy out here. He plays like S for Deathblade, and he's like, yeah, I built this deck to kill you. And I was like, great, that feels good. So this event's kind of a weird one because all the uh, 16 players in the top eight know the other 15 names that they're going to be up against. And these are some of the people who have those pet decks that they won't get away from. So we know there's going to be goblins there. There's going to be at least three goblins lists yeah. already confirmed. There's, there's some goblins going there. It's going to be a match. I don't know if I want to live in a world where they're like goblins makes up 20% of the meta. <laughs> I mean, like they're just really, really good at goblins. Yeah, they've been on goblins for five or six years. Like they just know all know what they're doing. Shout outs to all those goblin slayers who know what they're actually doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the last couple months of the year are kind of a, a wind down in Arizona. There's a lot of people just doing stuff for holidays, so we get uh, we'll actually get more old school going on, just kind of casually at that point. Yeah. Um, and people just kind of derp around with a little bit of uh, brewing. We just lost mentor in vintage, so that's kind of took the wind out of our sail until next year. We do have a mini event I'm working on. Oh yeah. Oh we're yeah. We're gonna we're gonna all meet up and like. 15 or so of us and we're gonna get uh get some get some booze put on the room on a projector and we're gonna play some old school <laughs> that sounds like a ball of a time i it's gonna be great we're gonna all have a good time uh, i, I want to see uh the disaster artist with uh james franco and um Ooh, yeah man that uh, that pat were you were you around for the room did that ever touch on you the room yeah uh, i th- room. i think see you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> what is the? It's a generational oh. divide. I, I I find this so often that I talk to some people, and it's it's just a difference of a couple years is the difference of whether you've experienced the joy of the room. <laughs> I mean, I'm it? 24, so he has real no excuse. I think. Now, Pat's Pat's a couple I, years older than me, and that's kind of where I've noticed the divide to be. But. Yeah, what is this movie? <laughs> it's the best worst movie ever made, and uh, no, the best worst movie ever made is Turkish Star Wars. Room, the Room is a close second. <laughs> I'm not experienced with that, Strong but yes, the Room is just basically this this budget movie that took itself way too seriously and is just it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good and it has a cult following. And James Franco actually made a remake of it and the making of movie. Oh. I've seen the I've seen the the trailer for that where he comes out of like the rooftop like uh, a part of the apartment building like twenty times he can't remember his line and stuff. Yes. Is that it? Uh, fun fact: We actually have a local L two whose name is Mark. <laughs> Excellent. So you can imagine how we greet him every time. Uh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. But yeah, it it's this movie that came out in two thousand and five, but 
kind of around like 2013, I want to say, maybe 20, a little bit earlier than that. It just like if you were in college during this time, it was just this ridiculous movie that people put on. And it, it was a very college thing, Pat, as I as Real, I sit okay. my espresso with my scarf. Okay. <laughs> as you sit your espresso, <laughs> that's toast, definitely yeah. not Spike. Yep. <laughs> the guy who plays uh, the, Tommy Wiseau, the guy who's the, the lead a- the actor, he kind of looks like Glenn Danzig. <laughs> Uh, he was also the writer, the director, the producer. Yeah. All the above. Starring. Oh, he was the, the entire movie was Tommy Wiseau. The Have you movie. heard the, the theory that uh, Tommy Wiseau is uh, D.B. Cooper from the D.B. Cooper case? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. It's a good one. Because it's like all these things, like he had a strange like speech impediment or accent, which Tommy Wiseau has. Uh, had like dark hair, mysteriously came, of, came into wealth. <laughs> so... I, I'm in full support that Tommy Wiseau is D.B. Cooper. <laughs> uh, Tommy Wiseau, will you please respond? Yes. <laughs> Are you, in fact, D.B. Cooper? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to get a weird letter in the back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi. I feel, I feel bad for all our listeners who have never even heard of this room. Because there really is... Well, now they're all going to go There's no it. way to describe it. Like, literally just... Get a bunch of your friends, get a bunch of beers, watch this movie, and question life. <laughs> uh, don't forget to play old school and, while you do it. That's and play part. old school. Bringing us, thank you for bringing us back around. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. Same thing. Play some old school. All right, I have one question for you guys. Since we have we have some people into magic on here, how come Joven has he has the Joven card, and then there's Joven's tools, which makes sense. But then there's also Joven's. You don't want to know where that ferret like been, man. <laughs> like this ferret is my go-to card whenever anyone says Homeland sucks because it's clearly the best card in the set. Like, uh, they're serrated like, arrows. Been on us drafting Homelands for a while, and it's like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> what is? Yeah, we we are trying to low-key get a Homelands draft or cube going. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I've done Homelands drafts. It's uh, it's miserable and a slog, but it's it's doable. <laughs> like the no, two the two best it. cards of the set are like serrated arrows and like joint giant oyster. <laughs> That's the type of magic you're playing. Get memory lapse. Uh, <laughs> well, memory lapse is a good card. And, uh, yeah. yeah, when when your money when your money card is merchant scroll, you have to consider life. <laughs> We're actually trying to figure out off the top of our head if anything can beat Cemetery Gate because it's just an O five wall with go black. No, no, nothing in that set actually beats that. You just have to get really lucky, or your opponent has to be really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you get serrated arrows at a few times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that was the consensus. You'd have to have at least two serrated arrows. True. Or just run a 4-4 in and hit it once. Yeah, just run yeah. a 4-4 in. Oh, boy. Uh, Pat, we want to do this this playmat raffle? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you have a list of these I names? You have a list. All right, I guess I should have pulled up the randomizer first. All right, let's see if paying for it before you actually do the raffle works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, we have a... Uh, Anthony is participating in this <laughs> raffle, so we have a biased uh, member on the cast right now. Throw right. the legitimacy of this into question. Hey, last couple times I actually won something, though. I just gave it right back to you guys and said, hey, go raffle this again. <laughs> uh, when we were doing the, I can't remember the guy's name. I feel really bad about that. But the uh, charity raffle that you guys did a couple months back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You actually, you, bought, awesome. you uh, were in a lot of those raffles. You got, like, the playmat. <laughs> yeah, and I always donated it back, so. Yeah. Like, here, take this and re-raffle it. Uh, 
Boom. All right, where do you want me to put it, Pat? Uh, put it in the Facebook chat so it doesn't blow up the uh, Skype call. Cool. Hold on one second. Sure. And while we're doing this, uh, we will. I'm going to go to the the dice roller, and I'm going to let that. So we rolled a four on the dice roller. So we're going to randomize the list four times. And Jerry, drop it in the chat. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, Anthony, how many spots did you want? I think I wanted three. Let me see here. Did it not go through? Uh, I'm checking right now. God, I'm multi. Because if it didn't multi screening. Uh, multi screening's fine. Jerry's Jerry's main screen is a 32 inch flat screen that's like directly in front of his face. <laughs> I don't know how you haven't gone blind by now, Jerry. Uh, Anthony, it did not go through. I don't worry about okay, it. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just my phone hates me, and I didn't want to do it on my computer and mess up the Skype call. Gotcha. <laughs> um, where the fuck did it go? Jerry, you really uh, yeah, brought this, the cast to uh, screeching You're editing this all out. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your bleeps have gotten pretty good. You should uh, come up with a cool little soundbite for them. <laughs> oh yeah, the last couple that I've done, I, I just when I just say "fuck you, Jerry," I'll bleep it out because I think that's, it's funny. That's been that you way. mostly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like a little T Rex roar? It's appropriate. We're in a <laughs> I put it in the Skype one. <laughs> so you did exactly yeah, what I asked. I you did not that to. after you said. <laughs> I just, I just put it in, uh, put it in Facebook. All right, we're all right, professionals here. Hopefully this works. All right, so copy. So we're gonna randomize this list four times. All right, so we have all of our contestants here. All right, cool. And we're gonna randomize it four times. So one, two. Three and the last one, uh, the number one spot will get it. Ian Seafelt wins the uh, the play mat. Our friend Ian, who we met at uh, GP Columbus last June, actually was awesome. So congrats to Ian. Nice. Woot. What about the second one? All right, so um, let's do the dice roll again. We'll randomize this list again. And, uh, if Ian wins again because he's super lucky, we'll we'll roll again because I don't think. Ian yeah. Two players. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> uh, so eight. Eight. We're gonna randomize our list again. So we're gonna go back. I'm gonna make the list all over again. One second, guys. Sorry about this. All right. So now we're gonna randomize it eight times. We have our list of sixty-five and randomize again. That's two, three, four. Five, six, seven. One more time. Top spot is Marcus Dome. Marcus, oh, thanks for entering the raffles. Nice. Send us in, uh, Ian and Marcus. Send us in your uh, your your addresses. Make sure you include your apartment number if that's applicable, uh, because I've had to resend playmats multiple times <laughs> because of that. Uh, send us in, send send in. your social. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to send what your social and your credit card number and. Uh, but yeah, send us send us your addresses and we'll get those out uh, as soon as you send See, them in. I've been sending the the playmats I've been sending out by Carrier Pigeon Pat and oh right they uh, haven't that that explains why there was a bunch of stuff on mine <laughs> they haven't uh, <laughs> they haven't come back so I'm assuming they're working. <laughs> I just got some pigeons in the park and I tied a playmat to them and let them go. 
Do you like two <laughs> pigeons per playmat, or just like really how many pigeons pigeon? does it take to carry the playmat? Like, is this a coconut conversion? What is this? <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, awesome. Uh, we do it. We do it. Scoops. Yeah, yeah. Let's do scoop scoops in the top eight. Um. Uh. So, uh, Anthony and Mike, do you guys have anyone you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I have a couple people actually. Awesome. If you guys don't mind me going first, I'd oh, like to please. scoop in Blade for getting me into Legacy. Thanks, Blade. <laughs> Uh, he also got me into your guys' podcast, so that's pretty sweet. I'd obviously like to scoop in Mike for coming on here with me. Um, scoops to Jake for having to deal with all those sucky judge calls. And, you know, just scoops to the entire Arizona Legacy community. You guys are all great. I've had such a great experience since I moved out here last year, and I'm really proud to call myself a ma- member of the AZ Magic community. And obviously, scoops to you guys for having us on. Nice. Awesome, man. Thank you. I've got some scoops as well, Anthony, for hooking this up and making sure we had the uh, technology together to get the, this the going. The technology with duct tape. Yeah. Um, uh, scoops to David, SB, Zach, Zent, uh, Gray, Dan, Jake, Killian. Um, these are players and people who are in the community who basically help keep everything going on Facebook, uh, running events. Um, we, we've got four eternal big things that go on every year with the Legacy Series, League, Vintage Series, and League. And uh, these individuals are at the forefront of trying to keep everything um, exciting, fresh, uh, scheduled, coordinated, and whatnot. So um, we, we have a very nice core group of people that support a much larger group in the Arizona Valley. So thanks, guys. Awesome. And, of course, to you two for uh, having a podcast that we can come on to and, and make scoops on. Chat awesome. about stasis because oh man, stasis. <laughs> <laughs> so who bought foil stasis? Is uh, same I, I, so, in this part, in the course of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played stasis back in what was it extended back during the Black Summer of Necropotence. Ooh. Uh, it was a very favorable deck against Necro, um, and then promptly faced all of the other decks in the field. So. <laughs> Special place in my heart for stasis. <laughs> How about you, Jerry? Who are you scooping in this uh, week? Well, first, you know, wanted to scoop you guys on. Thanks for coming on, guys. It's been a pleasure having you. Happy to. Uh, also, Josh M, playtest coordinator for MTG Arena. I, unfortunately, was not able to play in the, the alpha test this week, Pat. Oh, you didn't They sent me a code, and I go to register, and they're like, this code doesn't work. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, they had to send a second wave to fix it. Yeah, I never got the second wave code, but... I emailed them like, hey, yeah, so I guess this happened to a bunch of people that the codes they mm-hmm. mailed out just didn't work. Um, so I emailed them and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And Josh M., the playtest coordinator, uh, emailed me back and said, hey, sorry about that. It was a mistake, but uh, we set your account up so you're good to go when we run our next test. So next one, I'm getting in there. Nice. Yeah, I've, uh, I've enjoyed uh playing oh, arena play it at all, uh, so far yeah i played it on the original night and then so two weeks ago i played it i guess i so i did play some magic because i played arena uh and then <clears throat> last week uh, on sunday i got an email to play in the second round of, of uh alpha testing and i just was too busy sunday with the kids so i wasn't able to do that but the next time they send out um, another invite i'll definitely get on and, and and test some more of that program yeah i was in that second round it was pretty sweet nice uh all right jerry anyone else you want to scoop in the topic this week all right, cool. So I just have a couple scoops myself. Wanted to scoop in our newest uh, Patreon supporter, Stephen Slocum. Thank you so much for uh, helping support the cast and making sure that we can keep bringing this to you guys every week. And I uh, want to scope in uh, Anthony and Mike. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. It was awesome to have you. Thank it's you great to get. Us. Oh, it's 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 so it's so. 
great to hear that legacy is alive and well in places other than New England because we know that where we're from – again, we know that where we're from. We have a great scene here. It's super healthy. It's robust. Lots of people are playing. Lots of events going on every single week. Um, but then I have other friends um, who don't have that – who aren't gifted with that kind of experience in the, in the areas they live. So it's great to hear that there are other places in the country that have really, really uh, um, awesome communities in which, which uh, Legacy is it's thriving. If, if I ever have well, to flee the state of Massachusetts, my choices of where to move are very <laughs> limited. Yeah, don't go to the Midwest. Don't go to the Midwest. Well, come out here, and like we always say out here before we close up, it's lit, it's late, and we're still here. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jerry, you uh, you have a diet to roll? I do. Hey, by the way, I want to let you know I've gotten uh, multiple independent comments uh, congratulating me, so, you know, th- thanking me for the, my song choice last week. And that has happened exactly zero times in like the year and a half we've been doing this <laughs> song game. Just so you know. That is not true. There have been it is so true. many po- we- I thank you guys when you played my song. <laughs> yeah. It's the. I See, sent you like a personal message and everything. You. I was like, I think so. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. You. I appreciate <laughs> y'all and all the stuff. I notice they come in burst because I just get like seven notifications that seven people have posted new songs to the fa- to the song thread. Yeah, I've I've unfollowed the thread. <laughs> I don't want to see the suggestions anymore. Uh, <laughs> some of them are pretty. Some of them are out there. Yeah, some of the, so I'm, I've decided that any ones that I don't like, I'm just going to. I'm going to you override and choose my own this. song. Like the whole reason you the post got made in the first place. You cannot do this, Pat. This is <laughs> Jerry, I can do what I want. I edit the cast. This is America. <laughs> this is America. He's going to edit out him saying that on the cast, and nobody's going to know except for us four, and we're just going to sit here in silence, or he's going to shoot us. Can I, can I call uh, the number? Jerry, roll I the die, man. I the die. I'm waiting for you to shut up. All right, <laughs> what is it? Six. Uh, Michael J. Warren. Corporal Clegg by Pink Floyd. I like Pink Floyd. I don't know uh, if I've heard the song yeah, before, but I like Pink Floyd too, and I don't think I've heard this song either. Awesome. Well, we will play the song then for Mike for our friend it's Michael. A new experience. All right, Pat. Awesome. Play us out with something sweet. <laughs> 